Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. My name is Spencer Powell, the president here at Builder Funnel. And each episode, we bring you marketing and sales strategies to fuel growth for your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get started. Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode number 22. And in this conversation, I chat with Blair Kaplan, and we talk about the world of networking, which is maybe not the most popular topic for some of you, especially if you're introverted like myself, but this can be a really powerful tool to grow your business. And so in this episode, we talk about how to get started, how to find a group, how to stay consistent, and how to stay in touch with people once you've connected with them at an in-person event. So I think you'll get a lot out of this episode. And again, we talk about networking, and this is episode 22 with Blair Kaplan. Blair, glad to have you on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty excited because we're going to talk about PR and networking today. Networking, I think, is a pretty powerful tool. Uh, But before we jump into everything, maybe give us a little bit of your background and how did you kind of get into this world of PR and and marketing? Sure. Um, So I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. I don't know if any of you listeners out there know where that is, but go Jets go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I went to school for public relations, um, actually. And I didn't really know what it was, but I was working for my aunt's newspaper, helping her put on events, writing articles for her, basically doing PR without knowing what PR was. And when I discovered the University of Winnipeg had a public relations program, I, I decided that I probably should go into that because I loved doing it and I was good at it. Well, I thought I was good at it. And so, yeah, I went to school for public relations um, and, you know, I worked for a company called Lululemon at store level and that took me from Winnipeg to Edmonton, um, like across Canada. So Winnipeg to Edmonton to Vancouver and I loved it. And about actually 10 years ago this July, so now um, I decided to start my own PR company. Very and cool. Yeah. So I took my business turns 10. Um, I now currently reside in Pemberton, BC, which is just north of Whistler, British Columbia. What I thought is what, what's really cool about my career is that social media wasn't a thing when I was going through school, but it became a thing. And so anytime a new social media network came out, I would figure out how to apply public relations principles uh, to the digital networking platform. And it became something that my clients were really attracted to. Um, because I lived and breathed social media, I was able to you know, build my brand around how to create conversations in the digital space. Very cool. Yeah. And it sounds like, uh, well, not quite the same path, but I was also getting into marketing at the time when Facebook business pages were like the new hot item. So I know what you're saying, you know, Instagram didn't exist, house didn't exist, all these platforms that have kind of spun up since then. Yeah, it's actually really cool. So I'll, I'll never forget. Um, I was so I was doing a lot of networking, which we'll talk about later in this in the in the interview. But I, and I, I love networking and I was out and about and Pinterest just came out and I had a multiple business people come up to me at an event when Pinterest hit the news. Blair, do you know how to use Pinterest for business? So I said, I sure do. And I went home that night and figured out how to use Pinterest for business. And then I put together workshops and I started running workshops because it just came out. There was an opportunity and I figured out how to do it. And I had people, you know, filling up my, they weren't huge workshops, but like all the seats were full. I was doing it in the back of an art gallery cafe. And I was just teaching how to use the social media platform for business. And I taught myself how to do that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And it, it sounds like you've, mm-hmm. you know, had kind of that traditional 
background and experience with marketing and PR, but then all these new channels started to come into the world. And so, you know, just like all of us had to do is figure it out and you kind of jumped right into that and took the reins and, and was an early adopter of some of those channels. So that's, that's awesome. And I'm hoping that some of that will actually kind of unfold in what we talk about today, which is going to be networking. And it may seem like to some people listening, oh, maybe that's a boring topic. And, and some people maybe get excited, depending on maybe if you're an introvert or extrovert. But I think networking is pretty overlooked as a business strategy and for you know growing your business and your brand. Do you agree with that? Or what's your sense on that? Well, I've always said that people do business with people they like, know, and trust. And there's no better way to get to know someone than meeting them in person. So networking, a lot of people network without even knowing they're networking. As soon as you label it, some people kind of retreat into their turtle shell and shyness. <laughs> but it is so important to be out there, especially if you're a business owner in charge of marketing or business development, um, that it's an integral part of any strategy. And there doesn't really have to be much strategy to it. But if you're someone who's never done it or is uncomfortable with it, there's easy ways to enter into the world of networking. But it is really important. It is really important to leave your office and your computer and go out and meet new people. Yeah, I totally agree. And so I guess, what would you say to those people that either they don't have networking as a part of their current strategy or they're not really sure on how to get started? There's two, you know, there's, there's introverts and extroverts. And I think it's going to be easier for some people than others. And if you're an extrovert, you've probably been networking already. But for those people who haven't done it yet, there's lots you can do. I mean, every community is different, but different organizations are set up so that you can meet new people, learn new skills. So chambers of commerce are really great. So like um, in Whistler, I'm a member of the Whistler Chamber of Commerce and they hold trainings, they hold events. I make sure I go to those. In your community, if there's a board of trade, you can join that or attend events from there. Meetup.com, that's a really great opportunity. Like every, a lot of communities have many different meetups and you can go to events that have nothing to do with your specific industry, but maybe you have a passion. Maybe you have a pug and you go to a pug meetup or you really like knitting and you go to a knitting circle or you enjoy hiking and it's a hike club. Basically networking is when you meet other people. And I think you start small if you've never done it, you know, go online, go to the good old Google. You can Google <laughs> your community, like Whistler networking events or Whistler Chamber of Commerce and start, start digging deep, going to meetup.com and typing in your community's name and seeing what comes up. Also, you can ask your friends in different industries, hey, do you network? Where do you go? A lot of the times they'll invite you along with them. I'm a member of BNI, Business Networking International. Sure. They're located all around the world. I'm actually the president of our chapter here, but that's a huge networking opportunity. And you can, you know, if you if there's a BNI chapter in your area, you can go to the Business Networking International website, type up your community, and you reach out to them. And you can go as a guest, and you'll meet a bunch of other business professionals. If this is in intimidating to you, which it might be, and that's completely okay, start small. Maybe commit to going one event a month or every couple months. It could be something. Not even to do with your industry, but maybe it's, you know, maybe you, it's a golf tournament or, you know, a, 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 re, a book club and make it a goal to hand out five business cards. So your goal is to meet five new people at, at these events and hand out five business cards. If you're extremely shy, find someone who's super chatty, ask them a question and they'll lead the conversation. Hey, <laughs> I'm Blair. I'm the president of Blair Kaplan Communications. What's your name? Oh, I'm so-and-so. And you can, you know, so tell me more about what you do. What are you looking for? Make it about the other person because 
they will lead that conversation and you don't have to do much talking. Nodding and smiling and paying attention usually is good enough. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And, that, and yeah. we hit, hit on a lot there. There's a lot of good information. I mean, you talked about different ways to find networking groups. And so that's helpful. You mentioned a few different things. And then also that it doesn't necessarily have to be related to your industry or even what you, you know, do. So if you're a remodeler or builder, it doesn't have to be within that segment. I guess, you know, in thinking about starting to go to events and saying, okay, pick a goal, like you said, once a month, how do you know uh, which group to pick? Or does it even matter? Should you just pick anything that you're going to be comfortable with or might enjoy? Or is it better to kind of strategically pick something that may lead to more business? How do you kind of approach that decision making process? Well, you might live in a community like I do with 2,000 people, and then your options are slim pickings. <laughs> so, I mean, like tonight I'm going to a networking event, and it's awesome. It's at a brewery, uh, at the, a new brewery in Pemberton. And then we're getting a tour of the new medicinal marijuana facility. Like, who doesn't want to go to that? But like, I'm going because I know it's going to attract a lot of really cool people. So I can't wait to meet those new people. So I think if something, if if you're new to networking, I think it has to the topic needs to resonate with you. Like there's nothing worse than going to a networking event that to you is boring because if it's boring to you, there's a good chance it's bringing out a lot of potentially to you boring people. That so, makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, if, if you have an abundance of opportunities, a lot of times events, so Facebook events, meetups shows you the guest list. So you can kind of cruise through and see who's already committed to going and maybe suss out who's going to be there. Is this the right crowd? Is this the right demographic potentially to refer business to you or to use your services? Yeah, I think you make a great point there because if you're looking at these different groups, you can probably fairly easily predict the general demographic of who's attending, um, especially the more specific a group is. In, in terms of interest. And so if you know that your market segment is in a, a typical um, household income or certain neighborhoods, or they spend a lot in certain areas and they might have certain hobbies, you mentioned, you know, a golf or, or something like that, then those might be the, the places to start. And you're just trying to bump into people that, that could be a, a good fit for you. And a lot of the time, and that's, that's, that's a great point. And a lot of the times, once you go to a networking event and you meet a couple awesome people, they know of other events that you may not be able to find just from a basic search. So that's what happened to me when I first started networking, when I moved to Vancouver. So I met someone at an event who invited me to a BNI meeting. And at that meeting, I was invited to a couple different networking events that were breakfast or lunch or dinner events, cocktail events. And so usually at these networking events, there's people who just thrive off networking and they know about all these other really cool events that are going on. So it's, 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 it's actually really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm definitely on the introverted side, but I can start to see how if you pick the right groups, it can actually be something you look forward to. And then, you know, you're kind of getting the, the added benefit of building your personal brand and your business brand as a part of doing something that's, that's enjoyable. Right. And I mean, the FaceTime is really important too. think about how much information you're exposed to on the internet, like on your phone or your computer throughout the day. But you know, so if you're going to an event in the evening and you spend all day working, you really value that human connection. And you're more likely to leave a lasting impression on the people you meet face to face than someone you're connected to with digitally. So it's, and it, it's a nice break. Like you sometimes forget about what used to be before computers and being so connected. 
And it's that human interaction. Like I find them really kind of rejuvenating to meet other like-minded people who are into what I'm into. And it's something that you're right. You look forward to it. It's like, oh, at the end of the day, I get to go do this and it's going to be really cool. And it's still work. And you get paid to go do something really awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like in a lot of the, the times that I've been in networking situations or at industry events, a lot of times you end up finding a couple of people and maybe talking to them for a little bit longer. But that's where a lot of some of the best creative ideas come from or partnerships or you know things that maybe you didn't anticipate or you're going, oh, it'd be great to just get more business. But then suddenly some other doors of opportunity start to open. Do you find that that happens pretty frequently? Oh, I think every situation is unique. I do believe that quality is important than quantity. I mean, I've been at events where someone will come in with their pile of business cards and they literally just walk around handing out their business cards, but there's no authentic connection there right? If someone just hands you the business card and they don't really say anything to me, well, it's spammy. And I, I, you, there's no personal connection, but if you, you know, end up wanting to connect with three or five people at this, you know, event, you're building those relationships. And even if those people aren't your ideal customer, but you build that connection, you immediately build someone who met you, you've left a lasting impression, and now they potentially can refer you business. And it doesn't just stop at the event. You meet someone, you, you chat, you get to know what they, you know, how can you help them? Figure out how you can help them. And in return, they're going to want to help you. And then after the event, or even at the event, if you're tech savvy, go on LinkedIn and add them to LinkedIn or Facebook or however, you know, whatever you're comfortable with and build that digital connection after you build that in-person connection. Then you stay top of mind with them. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. And it kind of leads me to something else that I wanted to ask you about, which is, okay, you start going to these events and you're meeting people, forming those connections. Maybe you hand out the cards, connect on LinkedIn. What's a good strategy for staying in touch with these people that you've met? Because I would assume that, you know, you're your kind of your network starts to grow and it gets bigger and bigger and it starts to get harder to, you know, reach out to those people, meet them for lunch, meet them for coffee, those sorts of things. So how do you approach that kind of nurturing of the network, so to speak? Right. So I think it depends on like how many people you're meeting. I mean, if you're a super networker, you've probably already mastered this. But like my process is when I am at an event and I meet people and there's an authentic connection after the event or at the event, I connect with them. I use LinkedIn kind of like my Rolodex. Like I don't keep business cards. I add, I add my new connections to LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And then what I do is obviously because I've met them, I remember them. Like even to this day, if I've met you 10 years ago and we've connected on LinkedIn, I know exactly where I met you. If they're sharing great information on LinkedIn, I engage. I like, I comment, I ask questions. And then I share great information. Maybe I talk to someone specifically at an event about a topic. So maybe I was telling them has nothing to do with business, but I was telling them about uh, uh, my favorite recipe. So maybe what I do is connect them on LinkedIn. And then maybe a week later, send them a link to the recipe I was talking about, or they're in a specific industry and a, a news article pops up. And I think, you know what, that person I met will really appreciate this article. And I would send it to them just so I stay top of mind. So that's just how I do it. There is no right or wrong way to do it. I mean, I don't stay in touch with every single person that I've ever met. I mean, that's thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> sure. And right. So, but I think if there's a few people you met and there's that opportunity to build a really beautiful business relationship, you're going to put that effort in. Maybe you connect with them, you email them, you invite them to go for lunch or coffee or to your office for a meeting. 
And usually the relationship will naturally progress from there. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like for you, some of it may just be your, uh, the way you approach it or kind of that natural reaction, which is, oh, you know, I saw this article and I, I think of this person, whereas I'm thinking about somebody like me where I might see an article and it's just not going to connect the dots. And so <laughs> I, I use a CRM. And so I might put in like a weekly reminder, monthly reminder, like, Hey, you know, do you have a good reason to reach out to this person or something you could send? Yeah. And then I'd maybe backtrack and go, did I see an article or, you know, whereas your, yours is probably a little more effective in the moment uh, when you see it, but there's probably depending on your style, there's a couple of ways that you can approach that kind of nurturing and, and staying in touch. Right. And a CRM is really good too. Like if, if that is some, a system that really works for you and managing your contacts, then use that, make a note, met them at this event. We spoke about these topics and maybe you do have to have a reminder. Maybe it's like the third Wednesday of every month. You go look at your new con, like the new, the new from the past month, your new contacts. You take the time to like reach out. Hey, it was really great meeting you last this month. And Hey, here's an article about that book we talked about or go through and nurture that. Now, if you have hundreds of new people you meet each month, then you're a super networker. <laughs> like that's a lot. Um, and I, I don't really know if I have any specific tips for someone like that, but like for you, Spencer, that's a great way to do it. Set a reminder. I always joke like with my husband, I'm like, should I set a reminder in his phone every three weeks to like buy me flowers? <laughs> so it shows up, but yeah. I haven't, but I always joke about that because some people need that little prompt because sometimes we're just so head down and focused on what we're doing because it's important, especially if you're an owner of a business that it's easy to let small, some of the smaller things slide. I, I think you're exactly right. And it's funny that you made that joke because I've often thought about that for myself. Should I put in a, like a monthly reminder to, you know, do something like that, like buy flowers or, or whatever it is. But, and you know what? No one has to know you do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't have to be like, and today I'm entering all my reminders for my personal life. Like you don't, you don't have to broadcast it, but if you have a system that works for you, apply it to different aspects of your life. And if yeah. a CRM is your thing, then rock it, like own it. It's totally yeah. And some people like to batch, you know, so maybe you pick like a whole Friday out of one month and you just do all your reaching out to all the people. Like you said, you kind of go down your list and see who did I connect with mm -mm. this last month or last 60 days and just send everything out on that, that one day. Um, right. And you know what you could even do is if you have a really great connection and there's a business connection there, you can have that conversation at the event. Hey, you know, we send out a monthly newsletter. Would you mind if I added you to the list to receive it? And then you add them on your list. And then once a month, they're getting reminded about your business. But you have to ask permission, obviously, to do that. Totally, totally. But, yeah, and that's a great suggestion because as soon as they're on your list, they're guaranteed to get that regular communication. And it's it's a little more automated and you don't have to to think about the the one-to-one -one connection. Although I would probably argue and you'd probably agree that the one-to-one -one connection is is more powerful. but at the very least, if you can get them on the newsletter list, that that's a, a step more than probably what's happening right now. Yeah, I yeah, I agree for sure. So in thinking about going to these events, and we talked about how to maybe pick an event and, you know, starting to work on that that rhythm, I guess, how important is it to be consistent? So if you start going to like the BNI group, can you go three times and then maybe go next year or, or is it really important to kind of keep the regular cadence of, of going at the well, regular interval? I think it depends on what you're doing. So for example, being a member of BNI, we meet once a week. 
Um, gotcha. So that's once a week. If you're coming as a guest to BNI, you're allowed to come twice. Like as a visitor, you're allowed to come twice before you're asked to join. But some organizations, so maybe you're part of a, like a bowling league or I don't know, a golf club or you go to a certain business event. Sometimes those events are regulated where there's an event a month. So the Whistler Chamber of Commerce here in Whistler, they have chamber app race. So they have like an after work networking event once a month. It's perfect. It's affordable. That's all around the community and different businesses. It brings out other business owners that are really rad that you want to connect with. And so I, I've committed that as long as there's no conflict in my schedule, I'm going to attend those. It's cool. The one that's happening in August is on top of the mountain. Oh, that's awesome. Super, super <laughs> cool living in Whistler. You get yeah. to network and do cool stuff. But I mean, some organizations meet four times a year. Uh, I think if you find us, if you, if you go to an event and you feel like it's a good fit, find out when they're hosting other events and just schedule that in. I don't think you need to, I mean, the more you're out there, the more people you're going to meet, but you have to be careful about burning out because sure. networking events do take a certain amount of energy. Um, like last month I was just so busy with different projects wrapping up and starting that I decided that I couldn't go to any events because you got to look at your plate and decide what makes sense for you and not compromising your, you know, your personal boundaries. Yeah, I, th I think that's good advice. And I want to actually shift gears a, a little bit. And we've been talking about networking. And I think most people when they think about networking, they're thinking about their, their business and what it's going to do for, for the company. But how should we think about our personal brand in, in the context of networking and when we're going to these events? I think the same principles apply. I mean, you, every day when you leave your house, you are representing yourself. And um, when people meet you, even if you are representing your business, they're meeting you. So when someone meets me, I mean, my name is my business, but they're meeting Blair Kaplan Venables of Blair Kaplan Communications. If I were to send an employee out, they'd be meeting so-and-so of Blair Kaplan Communications. But when you work for a company, I feel that you take on the values of the company and that you need to obviously respect that. Um, your personal brand, I mean, it depends on what your goals are. You have to be really careful. Like if you're at an event, maybe there's an open bar it's, and it's happened, not to me, but I've seen it happen many times. There's always that one person that's had three too many martinis or glasses of wine or beer and they get a little drunk when it's a business event. They don't remember where, what business that person works for, but they remember that person who got really intoxicated right. at that event. So I think you need to always remember when you are out networking at a business for business events or on behalf of a business that even though you are there represent, you know, being yourself, you're representing that business. Now, if you're networking completely different, maybe you're just out, you know, maybe you're just going with a bunch of people. I'm just, I keep using golf. Maybe it's because it's golf season, but <laughs> it's golf season here right now, at least. Um, some of you might be listening and it's golf season all year. You lucky people, <laughs> but you know, maybe like golfing with a bunch of guys once a month or girls or a bunch of people once a month, you might not look at it as a networking event. You look at it as it's personal time. Me and my buddies get together once a month and we do a round of golf. You're representing you, but because you're tied to whatever business you're a part of, everything you do is tied to that business. That makes sense. Yeah. So needing but to I mean, remember like that. If, you know, if you're with your good friends and like, it's different than when you're with strangers. Totally. Yeah. When you're meeting new people, you, you want to be representing the brand, the company that, that you work for, or if you own the company, but 
it's also in a way tied to your personal brand. You kind of in a way become an extension a little bit and people may remember either or. And so you want to be remembered uh, in a good light, I suppose. So we've been talking about all of these in-person networking events and you've mentioned the value of FaceTime and getting that, that connection, but I guess, are there some good ways to network online and then eventually you can move those relationships to that, that in-person stage? Yeah, I've actually, um, I've met a few people on social media and then we've connected later in life on, in real life, not like online dating in a way, but <laughs> like it, you know, it's, you never know. Right. So tw- I like Twitter. I really like Twitter. It's a great place to connect. I've connected on there with people and they've eventually become mentors who I meet in real life. And there's other like-minded women in business that I've met that live in the area that I've connected with for years. And then after a couple years of connecting with them online and commenting and sharing content with them, I meet them at an event in person. And I think networking doesn't need to be restricted to just in person. I don't think you need to start doing things that you're not already doing. You know, if you're comfortable on something like Facebook or LinkedIn, just do what you can there. But you also have to be careful because you don't want to be spammy. I don't know about you, Spencer, but I get, I probably get like 10 to 15 LinkedIn requests a week. And I, most of the time, don't have any idea who these people are. Totally. And when they reach out and they're based overseas and we have no mutual connections, you know, I get leery. I'm like, why are you connecting with me? And then there's the odd one that actually sends a message about why they're connecting with me. And those are the people that I take the time to connect with. And I may connect with them online. And then eventually it may be an in-person connection or over the phone connection. Um, but you don't want to spam. Spamming is bad. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, you know, I do get a similar amount, uh, maybe not 15, but I, I definitely get several a week where, yeah, I've never heard of them, don't know the company, don't know the person. And I'm getting that uh, just generic request to connect. And I think when you're approaching it from online, I feel like there needs to be just a little bit more strategy behind it. So maybe you're asking somebody that's that you're already connected to to make an introduction you know that's yes. super powerful i almost respond immediately to those when i have an introduction being made to me and or if you have a good reason to reach out and, and like you said where there's some explanation and you know some thought put into the request then you actually read it and you go oh okay this is somebody i might actually want to connect with and and learn more about and you know it's so funny like i call it the chubby thumb syndrome <laughs> I'm like scrolling on LinkedIn and I don't mean to, but like I all of a sudden will hit something and I've sent requests to people. It actually (laughs) makes for a good, like when they accept it, it's like, Hey, like that was an accidental request. I'm really glad you accepted it. I looked at your profile. Like, you know, if you need any marketing tips or questions, let me know. And you know, that's happened a few times where I like by accidentally add someone to Facebook or LinkedIn because I'm I'm, like doing a mass scroll where like, I don't even know I'm, I'm like mindlessly scrolling. I don't even know I'm doing it. Totally. uh, Yeah. That can happen. (laughs) Yeah. But that personal, like that personal note reaching out why you're connecting with someone is great. That personal introduction is, is the best. If you have, if you're, Hey, I'm looking, who do you know that is a painter? I need a painter. And then your friend might say, I know someone who's a painter. Let me connect you on Facebook. And maybe they do a Facebook intro. Hey, so-and-so this person's looking for a painter. I wanted to put you in touch. Perfect. Totally. Short and simple. Yeah, I feel like referrals, if you can get them, whether it's, you know, a referral for direct work or a referral just to make a connection, you know, it's always an easier path because I think you mentioned it right at the beginning, but if somebody already knows, likes, and trusts a certain person, if they make that introduction, 
then suddenly you're almost grandfathered into that no like and trust because that person said I'm I'm vouching for them and yeah. so it can be pretty powerful. Yeah, and like so yeah, exactly. Like the referrals are great. I think I mean referrals is I think it's part of networking like BNI for example. I keep going back to it, but it just it's a big part of my life. Um their whole concept is givers gain, but it's all about referral marketing and that's actually how you and I got here today. Spencer, if you know that or didn't know that, um, I'm part of BNI and Peak Ventures. David Gerard, the owner of Peak Ventures in Whistler, was a member of BNI, and we decided to work together um, after getting to know each other and what we, what our services were. And we work with Builder Funnel with Peak Ventures, and I've been working, you know, with now Builder Funnel since October. And now, you know, that's how we built this relationship. So it all just came from a referral. Totally. It all came from networking and, you know, here I am on a podcast. Right. Yeah. Look where it led. You know, we wouldn't have maybe guessed that at the beginning, but yeah, Yeah. I think that, that in some ways is a cool way to kind of wind down our conversation on, on networking, which is, you know, why we're actually having this conversation. But I think we covered a lot of really powerful things that you talked about, you know, giving some people some advice for how to get started, you know, going to meetup.com or finding a BNI group or a chamber group and just finding a, a group that is of interest to you and one where you can maybe stick with, you know, the schedule. So whether it's once a week or once a month, but start with something that you can do and you can keep going and connecting with people. Um, You also talked about not burning out. So if you're, if you're just tired and you're not going to get a lot out of it, you know, just take a break and then, and then get back to it. And uh, I do have one last question for you as we wrap the episode, but before I get to that question, where can people find out more about you and, and what you're doing? Oh, yeah. So the Google. I'm, just <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the only Blair Kaplan Venables. But um, my website is blairkaplan.ca, like a good old Canadian girl, <laughs> uh, not .com. So blairkaplan.ca, so B-L-A-I-R-K-A-P-L-A-N. Um, there you can find my social networks. I'm, I live and breathe social media, like I said in the beginning. I'm always on Instagram. I'm on, I love Twitter. I, I love Facebook. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm pretty accessible. So if you are listening to this and you'd like to connect or just follow along, um, reach out to me on any of my networks. Let me know you listen to this if you have questions or you have some feedback or questions about networking specifically. <laughs> um, I've, I've done it all. Um, you can do that. And then uh, the other way you can find me is um, email. If you want to just shoot me an email, some of you out there just love, love emailing. It's easy to do. So Blair at BlairKaplan.ca. Cool. That's awesome. And we'll make sure to link all that up in the show notes. So it makes it super easy for everybody to get to. And as we wrap for today, Blair, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? Always brush your teeth before a networking event because sometimes you're talking really closely to someone else. <laughs> I like it. That's that's one of the more unique pieces of advice I've heard, but definitely good advice. So or have some gum, whatever. Or have some gum, yeah, or a mint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it. Well, Blair, thank you so much for joining me today. This was awesome. I think we got uh, a lot of great information out there for our listeners. Hopefully, that encourages them to take their first steps into getting into a regular networking program. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. And I'm excited for everyone to start networking. (laughs) Cool. Well, thanks so much, Blair. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Builder Funnel Radio. 
Don't forget to visit www.builderfunnel.com for tons of free marketing and sales resources. And if you ever need hands-on help implementing your marketing and sales system, just send a quick note to radio at builderfunnel.com. And as we close for today, remember, never stop learning. See you next time.